that brings us out of all the worldly tasks and classes and work and internships and jobs that we are so wrapped up in and and the the relationships that we have that are valuable may they be but sometimes they can get overwhelming and kind of take us and pull us away from the relationship that is ultimately the most valuable and that's our relationship with our guru We want to acknowledge and respect anyone whose story has been overshadowed or unheard. We hope to give them a space and a platform to share their journey, and may they always be met with compassion. everyone. I hope that everyone who is listening is doing incredibly well. I am your host, Thershleen Kaur, as um, you may have heard me in other podcast episodes. Today, I am just doing a solo episode, which is a little nerve-wracking because you're just going to hear me for hopefully like 20-30 minutes straight, but I really do hope that you enjoy this episode. I want to take you through a bunch of story times for the summer that I've had and kind of bring it to this main lesson that I am learning and hopefully I continue to learn in life is that how can I incorporate Sikhi into my everyday life? So I've had a really interesting summer. And I really hope that anyone who's listening, I hope you guys had a really beautiful summer as well. Okay, so for me, the summer started off with me finishing up my finals and flying out to Punjab as soon as I could. And while I was in India, I went to Delhi, I went to UP, I went to Haryana, I went to Chandigarh and Amritsar, and it was just 10 weeks filled with food and laughter and train car rides of crying siblings and just so much more. But, you know, this was the first time that I went back to her mother's side in four years. And growing up, we always went. And I was so, so grateful and lucky for that privilege. We went almost every single year. But due to COVID, this was my first time back in like three or four years. And I remember sitting at her mother's side around 2 or 3 a.m. And seeing just a sea full of people at the tip of their toes ready to greet our guru. And it was just so heartwarming and emotional. I remember that there were multiple times where I just wanted to stay at Amritsar forever and make Amritsar's street, like their colors, just my own, the lights. Um, You know, Amritsar, it's so funny, but it has the best nightlife. Like at 12 a.m., you can just hear like everyone around the streets and there's like Punjabi Jutti stores and everything. And then you take one turn right and you're at Harmandar Sahib and it's just so peaceful and everyone's just like engulfed in Maharaj's glory and grace Um, but you know while I was in India for 10 weeks I think it was a very enlightening experience I learned a lot and I spent a lot of time with my Nana Nani and my Dadima and I remember going back to my Pardadaji so my great-grandfather's home where my um, grandparents grew up and my you know my mom and all of her siblings grew up and it was so emotional because my Pardadaji had all of these steeths and I believe steeths are um, translations and arths are meanings. Please don't get me wrong. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But I believe he had just a bunch of those. And so I went, I remember going to my great grandfather's house and, and we're sitting there and I'm going through all of these old gurke uh, that he has and all of these old books that he has all in Sikh history. And somewhere I felt like my just passion for learning about Sikhi really transcended four generations because of how much and how 
enlightened he was and how much he passed that down from my grandparents to my parents to me um i never got to meet him but i always just cherish everything that he could possibly teach um through through our family and through the legacy that he's kind of left and i think while i was in india for 10 weeks i remember being with my nanima and my nanaji and um, I would recite Rara Saib and Anand Saib up in their Babaji's room almost every night during Prakash Seva and I remember while I was in India I delivered countless meals to different um, homeless people like we made lungers and then we went down to the rail station and delivered it for my Masi's birthday, my Nanaji's birthday, my two baby cousins, their birthdays. And I and that was also very very heartwarming. It brought me back to reality, brought me back to it was a really wonderful reality check. I think when you go to India, I, for me at least, it was a beautiful reality and privilege, privilege check. It was put me in my place and it put me in this sense of like, I have so much and I could do so much. And I know we often think that and we may often say that, but physically standing there on the street of Delhi and handing out like, um, what it was, I think it was Bhutude Chole um, that my Masi made, handing that out with each person, it was, it was very emotional. And, you know, I think all of my time in India was just this pull back to reality. And when I say reality, it, I mean the essence of life that brings us out of all the worldly tasks and classes and work and internships and jobs that we are so wrapped up in and, it, and, the, and the relationships that we have that are valuable, may they be, but sometimes they can get overwhelming and kind of take us and pull us away from the relationship that is ultimately the most valuable and that's the, our relationship with our guru. And most of my 10 weeks, it was just a pull back to reality with a heart, uh, with a capital R. But, you know, when I came back home after 10 weeks, I unpacked my suitcase and then I packed it again. Um, a week later, I um, went out to Vancouver for a Sikh Research Institute's camp called Siddhak. And I never went to camps growing up. So Siddhak was my first experience in that sense. And as I become a young adult, I'm really glad I took the time out and I honestly cannot wait to go back again. So I wanna tell you a little bit more about Siddhak. You know, according to Sikh Research Institute's site, Siddhak seeks to provide young Sikh adults with a gift of Gurmit-centered leadership learning experience to secure and transform their Sikh future. Siddhak combines Surat, which is awareness, and Ru, which is spirit, and these two are equally important and balanced in the program as participants journey toward becoming Guru-centered. I remember these two weeks being this high, intense, just rush of being engulfed in like Guru and Guruji's presence. Um, so Siddhak has three tracks and you'll be in three different cohorts if you guys ever decide to go. I was in Sikhi 101 and um, during Sikhi 101, we kind of interpreted Asakivar a lot. We went through all of Asakivar, interpreted the Bani um, to the best of our abilities that we could in two weeks. But it is such a sarcastic and funny Bani, but it really gets to you and it really is kind of a, it's a great awakening call. Um, but we also, during Sikhi 101, we broke down the differences of Sikh theology from other faith systems. We learned about major historical Sikh events, such as like the Singh Sabha movement, the Vardhan Chota Kalugara, 84, Sarbat Khalsa, and so much more. And we analyzed their impacts on Sikh diaspora today. And while I was at Siddhak, you know, it brought me together with so many different, complex, vast, insightful souls 
all of whom brought their everything, like literally just their everything with their full heavy hearts and all. They brought their life and their past and their stories and so much. And you know, the Siddhik days, they look like um, morning Devan, we've got breakfast, we've got three classes, lunch, and then we've got a fourth session with all the three cohorts. We've got like break times, evening Devan, dinner, and then free time. And I remember after dinner, the longer hall would just be filled with people having one-on-one and group conversations. And these were two rigorous weeks, but we constantly kept talking and learning with one another. And we were conversing with other people who came here with their everything that they had in their soul. And it was emotionally so inspiring and just intellectually very enlightening. And about two weeks ago, I came home from Siddhik. And currently, I sit in my first big girl apartment as I've moved out of my parents' home from the first time in 20 years. And as I sit here, narrating my entire summer for you kind of to bring us to this one point together of like how do we incorporate Sikhi into our everyday life especially as a young adult i'm a junior at university i'm overwhelmed with classes and internships and work and you know coming from like this high vibration environment like Siddhak or you know going to punjab and seeing everyone's heartache for Siddha Musayala or going and doing Rarasaib with my Nanima every night, like going from all of that to the real world with a lowercase r, it's a little shocking and it's a little, I'm sitting here and I'm a little dumbfounded. I'm like, okay, well, how do I get to carry that high vibration throughout my everyday life? And as I come back from Siddhuk and I sit here and I ponder like, okay, what can I do? So, you know, as I left my mama and papa's house earlier this weekend, I took my Sundar Gurtka with me, a Kirpan, a Ganga, and a Samarna, and a photo of her mother's side. And these are all the things that give me comfort. These are all little tokens of things that have been in my mom's house, in my mom's, um, in, in the Babaji's Pragash that we have in our house, in that room. And I brought it with me, and I did her thus every step of the way as I moved out and I moved into my apartment, as I began to start school in a couple of days. Um, I do all of this and I try to kind of remind myself and bring myself back to reality with a hard and capital R. Not a hard R, why do I keep saying that? I do all of these little things. I bring my gurtka with me with the hopes of doing japji saib every morning. Bring my kirpan and my ganga and my samarna with me to bring me back to that reality with a capital R that I felt while I was sitting at Harmandar Sahib in the morning at like 2, 3 a.m. and while I sat with my nani mandir ras and nan sahib and prakash every night and so you know today at gurdwara ragiji was talking about how wherever whenever you remember your guru latch on to that thought and don't let it slip maybe do mool mantra 11 times in that moment or maybe go to the side and do ardas or something just like I guru whatever steps i'm about to take please let me do that with your sahara please let me do that with your support you know, before Siddhik in the summer, I couldn't grasp the concept that everything is hukam. And I remember I've grown up with one of my closest friends, um, and he's always been like, Darshling, everything's hukam. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? I'm like, yeah, and I'm sitting here and I'm telling you something very real in my life. And he's like, Darshling, everything's hukam. But now as I sit here, the highest of high commands and the most eternal truth with a capital T, you know, it flows through me. And that thing that's flowing through me, it is hukam. I believe truly in my soul that you are not remembering your guru for some odd reason as you walk down through the street or as you see something. 
if you have that thought, you have some feeling and it means something very valuable. And I think taking every time that hits you and making it into 10 seconds or a minute or just something of like stepping aside and remembering your guru truly until it hits you in the bones, it's, it's valuable, it's necessary, it's what keeps us in that reality with a capital R and doesn't let us stray away into the abyss and into complete loneliness and into complete um, kind of loss and desire. But I guess also on the flip side of this, you know, we're not always going to be lucky to remember, um, you know, at the weirdest or at the most spontaneous of times. And I think that's where discipline comes in. And the power of cultivating Sikhi and a Sikhi-centric rehat is so deeply valuable. So as I sit here in my apartment, I ask my guru for the blessing that I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and do my bath in the morning. And to be very transparent, I don't know all of my morning nithname. I don't know all Banjbarnia, but I can at least do Japji Sahib in the morning. And as I slowly try to learn Jab Sahib, I just do or thus that I have the blessing and the girpa to do that every morning. Now, I say all of this and um, I say it to you in this episode for the hopes of starting conversations with friends and cultivating that energy that we all may feel at Sikh camps or during Sunday Punjabi classes into our everyday lives. And I don't know anything at all. You know, at this age of 20 where I am, I hope to continue to grow and evolve and I hope to continue to have these conversations with friends and bring this reality that I felt with a capital R throughout my everyday life and hope and pray and do my ardas that I have Maharaja Sahara, I have my Guru's support to be able to continue a life that is not just reading Barney for the sake of reading Barney, but reading Barney so intensely and so deeply that it hits me in my bones and it hits me past my soul whenever and wherever I possibly can. To all of you who have listened to this episode so far and to listen to this entire episode, I thank you dearly. I um, I believe that this is just a small story time episode of me just sharing where I am in my Sikhi as a 20 year old because sitting at Siddhak and speaking to different young adults and adults and elders and facilitators and hearing where they are in their Sikhi or hearing their most valuable, most insane experiences where Hukam was just like this most enlightening, empowering thing over their life that kind of kept me in awe and kept me in Maharaja's Jaran and in Maharaja's footsteps. And I hope that, um, I know nothing, I know nothing at all, but I hope that this brought something to you and something valuable. Um, and maybe it was just a reminder to do Mulmantar 11 times today. But um, I really truly hope that anyone who has listened, this has been valuable to you and you can start and cultivate conversations for you and your friends and your sangat around you. If um, anyone would ever like to have a conversation with me um, over Instagram or whatever, my Instagram is at Garzei, it's K-A-U-R-Z-E-Y-E. I am more than welcome to have a conversation about anything you'd ever like. Um, so, Pulchuk Mafgarni, I thank you dearly. Bye, Gushika Khalsa. Bye, Gushiki Fateh.